Yeah, welcome back everybody to another episode. We're doing a little pre-podcast before next week. I mean, uh, God, the first round was so exciting and I'm looking forward to this round out in Honolulu Hills brought to you by the Dirt Diggers. The NGPC series will be awesome. So yeah, it should be fun. So tune into this podcast and look forward to two a Monday. See you guys. Welcome everybody back to a West Coast off-road podcast. I'm your host, Nick Garvin, uh, sitting here with me is my lovely younger brother, Troy Garvin. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Work week's kicking my ass, but it's nice to talk about some dirt bikes. Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, the season is, you know, is in full force. Everyone's going, moving forward. All the series is taking off, and uh, it's nice to, uh, to break this down during the week while we're both busy as shit at work right now. I don't know what sleep is anymore at this point. All I know is waking up, maybe a little Red Bull, and then getting home and there's a bed waiting for me. I uh, just not sure that uh, drinking Red Bulls are going to be good for your health, but but no, hey. it's better than the alternative. But hey, hey, hey. <laughs> oh well, well, yeah. Anyways, uh, well, uh, anyways, this week uh, coming up, we have the second round of the MGPC series out at Taft Raceway, Honolulu Hills, brought to you by the Dirt Diggers MC. This is round two of the National Grand Prix series and round two of the Big Six series. Um, the first opening round was was amazing. I thought the uh, SoCal had a great course up there uh, in Bakersfield at American MX. Uh, this is going to be hard to uh, follow up, but uh, very similar, you would say, Taft is similar to what we had out there in American MX. So I would definitely say it's similar, but the only difference is this is obviously, this is Taft. We've been going to Taft for now close to 15, maybe 20 years now. Uh, let's see, I'm 27, and I would say I've been going to Taft for about 20 years. Uh, when I it know, was over by the prison. You know what? I know for a fact I've been going there for 20 years because there's a lovely photo of Brandon Krause and I <laughs> and a little peewees. Yeah. And... To a picture of us so that's 20 years ago four years old sounds about right yeah that that and at that point that was at uh they were already at honolulu hills so mm-hmm. you probably don't remember this but i remember this uh taft used to be located over by the prison uh when you come into town if you're coming from uh the 405 and you get off the 405 is it the five? I'm sorry, five, it's the five yeah. freeway. What the hell am I saying? <laughs> the five freeway, when you come off of and you go uh, left, you don't go mm-hmm. into Bakersfield, you go left and then out that way. Right before you got to town on the right-hand side, right near the prison, there used to be the race course. It was a tap. That's where they held the GP. It was a makeshift, full makeshift course, oh. supercross whoops. You guys were running through like the oil rigs and oil stuff. Ri- right? Yeah, but in the grassiest of all grass hills, it was beautiful. It was like a place. It was a really cool venue. It was almost like American MX, exactly mm-hmm. like it, but uh, better dirt. Like the dirt was more uh, wet, soft. I I don't know. It was a good time. I used to I used to run sweep with John Parks. Oh my God, that's a name that a lot of people don't even know. Yeah, listen I, to this right now. Only the old desert guys are gonna know that name. Yeah, John, old John Parks. I used I was on my sixty kick sixty five. Was and he I on was that XR six fifty? Uh, no, no, no. He was riding his gas gas two fifty two stroke. Oh, back when he was a factory guy. Yeah, he was factory <laughs> gas gas. Yeah, this was before uh, it was Austrian brand. But uh, anywho, 
Um, so we're coming into this series, uh, the second round of this series. Um, man, I feel like we're going to see a lot more entries this weekend at Taft. Uh, I, I'm not sure that we fulfilled the, the, the 2000 gap at American MX, but I, I'm feeling like there's going to be a good 2000 racers this weekend. Um, that's just me. A lot of people come out for Taft. This is a fun mm-hmm. event. It's been around a while. They're one of the originators. I mean, how do you feel about that? I don't think it's a. I don't think it's too far off of a guess. I think uh, the unfortunate thing that Taft has going against them is, well, the NFL just decided to put their uh, their uh, Super, Bowl Super Bowl during Sunday. the same weekend. A but, sport, a sport that requires one ball. Yeah, only one ball. But I do think. I mean, Taft is a great venue, and for those of you that haven't heard, they're bringing back the whole shot hill. So we're going all the way up that, or not a whole shot hill. Um, what do they call it? You know the giant ass hill where you got to grab all five gears yeah, to get up. Yeah, that's fine. A whole shot hill. It's not a whole shot hill. That whatever it's called. It's they're bringing that back this year. Oh, they're going all the way up. We're going back up. For so, our last meeting, that's what I've heard. But they're not starting. They're starting normally, right? It's a normal start, so it should be go up the hill, hook the right. Go straight on to the. You mean uh, in the back when they in go the, up the hill? The back, back. I'm so talking the sandy about. one, the sandy one. The yeah. Big, that's why I, I said oh, whole shot, and dude, I was like, "That's no. not it." The roost going up that hill is so. Not, let me tell you, dude. Oh, there no. was a time. There, there was a time <laughs> where yes, guys, I'm I'm gonna brag about myself. There was a time where it was myself, Kevin Barbosa. Nick Stover and Brian Birch that ran the 250 Pro class. That was it. We were the guys. And I'm not kidding when I say we were four wide going up this thing. And I was the guy in the back. And I'm getting pelted. Like, we would come off from this racetrack and just be soldered head to toe in welts, bro. I mean, I'm not I'm not exaggerating, but anyways. For all you guys, wear a chest protector this weekend. It's going to be brutal, dude. I mean, it's going to hurt no matter what, but the chest protector is going to take a little off, personally. <sighs> Not to brag here, but... Oh, uh, your beer belly? Back in uh, 2012 or so, or oh, when God. I was 12, it was one of the two. Oh, God, here we go. <sighs> you know, back when the beginners ran with the pros, oh, here comes God. Colton Udall. <laughs> Just me and him are having a nice little battle with each other. And he just comes by and absolutely shoots the biggest fucking rock on that course straight into my chest. Uh, yeah. Did I cry for the next three minutes? Yes. Yes, you did. Did uh-huh. Colton ever apologize? No. No, he probably had no idea who the <laughs> heck you were. Uh, all right. Well, anyways, the Dirt Diggers have a nice laid out seven-mile course. Um, it's going to be a silty and dusty one, folks. Uh, it's not going to be what you anticipate to have to be. We haven't had rain in a couple weeks. It's going to be dry. There's going to be silt pockets. We're going to have some really gnarly chopped out courses, but uh, course. But you know what, guys? This is a fun race. Uh, you guys should be really ecstatic to be here coming out to Taft. Um, they always do a good job, no matter what they uh, what they have. Um, but be prepared. It's going to be slick. It's going to be slick. It always gets slick. Um, but hey, you know what? That's GP racing, and that's what it is. And uh, you know, Taft. Oh, dude, that was gnarly. We're watching this one ten guy. Uh, 
Tafta is, it just tends to be, it's just, it's either really, really freaking good or it's just like, you know, survival mode out there. But it really draws the moto guys. It, it just, it just draws the moto guys. I don't know what it is, but the moto guys do so good at this track. Honestly, I feel like it's the dirt out there that kind of favors these guys. A lot of these guys are used to this more hard pack stuff and that slickness that Taft creates yeah. is more in their alley. Yeah, I guess. Which, I just I don't know though. I think it's the way the bumps form. I think it's the way the how hard the bumps are. I just think when they ride when they race moto like nationals and stuff I think it's similar similar bumps, and they know how to be aggressive towards them. I, I maybe maybe I'm high or something, but that's just the way I look at it. The corners, the way the corners line up, the way the ruts form, the bumps form. This is a motor guy's uh, uh, favorite place to be, in my opinion. And the one thing that I will say about Taft is definitely one of the most important things with that course is yeah. the start. Got to get a start. If you don't get that start, it's going to be a long day for you. And I've seen some of the top guys out there just settle in because, A, we were talking about this earlier, the roost hurts. Yes, it does. And, B, that course will beat you. The <laughs> top three guys are going to be setting the pace. Yeah. And then everyone else is going to be riding their own race. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think – I just think overall, like – it just goes to show. I just think that the moto guys just they're they're just better here. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Well, I mean, what our last few winners have been Zach, Zach Bill, Zach, Zach, Zach. Yeah, no, I think Zach, Zach, <laughs> Zach. Uh, I think Trevor Stewart won it uh, in two thousand eighteen when he won his championship. I think he won it. I think it was or no, he won at Atlanta and Zach won. Yeah, I don't think anyone else has won it since. In the last four years, maybe oh Dante won it last year, didn't he? No, Dante lost to Zach. Oh yeah, Zach, and he and Zach won by a demanding win, correct? No, it wasn't a demanding win. No, it was a close battle. But usually Zach checks out here. Zach Zach did have a good. Le- I mean, sorry, I shouldn't say it was it was a necessarily close. Like they weren't banging bars, but right, it was a good enough gap of where the entire race people were sitting there, including myself. Right. Is Dante gonna get him? Is Dante gonna get him? And Zach. Uh you know what? It. You know what it is? I remember there was a little conflict or a little uh a little uh battle going on between PC Cowie and, and uh KTM. I remember uh Dante was improvising on a line choice and Robbie Bell I think it was Robbie or Bob so happened to get video of it. So that's how close the racing was. Mm-hmm. And I think they had something to show if, if Dante got one and Zach got second. From from what I remember the video, it wasn't anything crazy. I mean, Dante was squaring up the corner using using the dirt that was off the track to jump to jump like the corner, basically straighten the corner out. You know what? Do you remember I... that? It's funny enough, I actually was just watching footage of uh, Zach from last year, yesterday. Yeah. I was sitting there watching, and I believe that was happening on Saturday, because when I was watching the footage, I knew exactly, like, I know exactly where you're talking about. Yeah. It's, it's in the canyons, 
and there's some of those where you can jump right right into it, kind of like go up and over the berm. Some of those corners were marked off. Right. And I believe it was because of certain riders sure. taking sure. those blinds. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but I just I think Zach won last. Yeah, Zach won last year, but I just think that uh, it was close, closer than years past with Dante. And I Dante Dante's proven that he can beat Zach on any given weekend. But and I think we were talking about this last time. Uh, this is where Dante and Mateo like pretty much grew up riding, correct? No, I don't or think they, they grew up riding. They have a key to ride here. They have a key to or ride. Or they here. used to have a key to ride here, so they would go out and practice. I remember uh, Dalton told me that he got to come out or go out and ride with them or something like that during the middle of the week. With I think Evan Kelly too was riding at the time. In fact, he was. There's a video of Evan jumping a jump and he just fully endos oh, shit. across the street. Because across the street, there's some heavy hits. Heavy hits. If you want to become fucking Axel Hodges, there's a heavy step up across the street. It's probably a buck fifty feet or a buck sixty. Remember when Hugh McDonald hit it on his 250F? Oh, you know, I know exactly where that one is. Yeah. I think it's I a buck sixty that. back, dude. I'm pretty sure. That was. It's got to be. It's a pretty fat uh, jump right there, to be honest. It's it's big. It's massive. But anyways, let's get let's get to the the weekend racing. Um, look, uh, Cole Martinez put on a performance of the first round. I mean, this is the best I've seen Cole ride. It's the best I've seen him put a race together. Um, I unfortunately had didn't get to go to works last year when he got a win there, and then I just want I gotta say, man, he came back from six days with some vengeance like i don't know if six days put him in shape or just made him ride that more on the edge but when he came back from six days it's he almost just turned a new leaf in a sense yeah and absolute credit to cole because he put on an amazing race yeah he had a battle with austin that entire time i'm looking at the lap sheets just from this last race and yeah when they finished it was an hour, 38 minutes, 25 seconds, mm-hmm. and an hour and 38 minutes and 28 seconds. Where Austin finished? Austin. I mean, it was pressure the whole race for sure. But and, I mean, they traded spots how many times? About five, they said? I think three or four times, yeah. But what, what, I, will, what I will have to say here is Cole didn't get a good start. He wasn't like – he had to work his way through the front on the first few laps. And he caught Austin relatively quick, mm-hmm. and then they and then Austin I think saw that was going on, and it was awesome, man. They they just started turning laps. I mean, they were literally turning laps perfectly in co. How you say that coinciding or that's a terrible word for me to say. Holy shit, they were mimicking and mocking. How's that sound? Better. It sounds better. Okay. They were mocking each other's laps and and their line choices. I watched on the hill, okay, and they go down through the start, the finish line. There, it's rough, and then you know they go across the start straight, and then they do that night gnarly cool grass horseshoe. Oh, God, that was one of the best parts of that course. Yeah, dude, and that was so cool, so natural. And watching them shred that, like they were mimicking each other, it was so cool to watch. God, and the one. I'm already missing Delano, honestly, just because of the right. horseshoe. Because what a lot of people didn't really understand when they were riding that course was how much grip you actually had in those corners. The traction was unreal. 
you can hold it you can hold it through those entire corners and like you might be off camber right but that bike's gonna hold you right yeah and and again taft isn't like that taft is not like that it is slipperier than snot and they got people gotta be careful here they water it and it's slippery so be careful guys but uh i gotta say dante i think dante came across the first lap in in like eighth didn't he so Dante came in through the first lap in tenth. In tenth, yeah. And by that second lap, he was already in third. In third, right? Yeah. So insane. He blew his water early, but if you, I don't think he blew his water early. I think he just had to charge really hard to get there, and then he settled in. That's that's kind of more of a fair assessment to say, because he turned a ten-second lap quicker than everybody else, dude. So for time being, Dante, I mean, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's out of, uh, it's out of question. Yeah. That he might have blown it a little too early because when we're talking about he was in tenth place, got around six guys to get up to third, and he got he around. He was only, he was only five seconds. Off, off the of leaders. Cole, no, off of Cole, who was sitting in second. Right. Eight seconds total from Austin, Austin. who was in first. Yeah, because I remember the first few laps, it was about 10 seconds he was off the lead. Dude, he had to go through. Think about this. Think about this. He had to go through SLR's Talon Longfain, La Fontaine. He had to go through Giacomo Redondi, uh, Kill Martin uh, Gas Gas. He had to go through. Uh, What's his face? Uh, he went through Justin Tyler, Heft. He PC, PC Cowie. Uh, Tyler, Tyler Lynn, Lynn. Justin Heft on the Kilmartin Husky. Uh, Talon LaFontaine. Said that, yeah. Dare DeMartel. Oh, Dare on the Factory Beta. Trevor Stewart. Trevor Stewart on Purvines Yamaha. And Dalton Shiree. And Dalton on uh, Hatch Racing Husky. Dude. And actually, you know what? Uh, sorry, I just noticed this. Dude, Dalton? Yeah. I think he kind of followed... Uh, he followed uh, Dante, Dante for a little bit because guess where da- uh, Dalton was that first lap? Eighth, ninth. Yeah, yeah, and he and and Dante crawled his way or uh, Dalton crawled his way to the front. He did. He did. He absolutely did. But that after that first uh, or second lap, that's when he just started slowly but surely chipping away all the way to lap seven, and then he held it for yeah five more laps. Just he just chipping. Just chipping away. Damn desert guys. Damn desert guys. No, no, Dalton. Dalton <laughs> is. Uh, yeah, he's gonna be really good this weekend. This is kind of his style of track. I see. I look for him to be up there in the mix. Um. So with that being said, kind of recapping that race, I think I think Delano was really good. It was a great opening round. We saw a lot of talent. We saw a lot of speed out of a lot of the guys. Uh, uh who, who, who do you think's gonna take it this weekend? So this weekend, I know in the first podcast we uh, did these same uh, these these picks. Yeah. So it's okay to change, by the way. This is this is all. I hearsay. am still holding on to my four fifty pick. And who's that? That is Austin Walton. Austin I, Walton, factory husky. I can't be- go wrong. I believe. I mean, Austin. I've. I feel like this is up his alley yeah. more than a lot of these guys. Yeah. It's tight up in those hills. You know this. And mm-hmm. 
him on that husky, he's able to charge through this shit a lot faster than yep. some of these guys. And I think if he gets that start, I think he takes it. You think he takes it, huh? I think he takes it. And oh, if you want wow. me to, if you want me to finish it off, I'm gonna still go with Austin, Dante, and I'm going with Trevor Stew to pull his first podium for of the NG, big six, uh, the NGPC series. Yeah. Ah. Uh, wow. You know, it's so. Oh no, it's so tough because you just don't know. Uh, you just don't know that who's going to show up, right? Like you don't know who's going to show up during that weekend, uh, to race because at works racing, right? It was almost a flip flop, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Cole, look, Cole came from behind on the last two laps, put in this like immaculate charge to get right on Dante's ass by the end of the race. And, but Dante showed up to race. You know, I think he saw that first round at big six and was like, dude, I, I'm a champion of two series. I don't get third place. I'm here to win. And you could, you can tell just in the way he showed up and performed. So, um, with that being said, I think I picked, I think I picked Cole to win. I think I picked Cole. Uh, it was Cole Walton. T. Stewart, I think I picked. I'm going to change my picks right now. Okay, let's hear it. I'm going Dante. Austin Walton. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Rephrase. (laughs) Car crashing. I'm going Cole Martinez. Dante. Austin Walton. But my dark horse is Trevor Stewart. So we're basically you're going for this is going to be the same podium, but if anyone's going to go into that three, it's going to be T Stew. T Stew for sure. I think. I think we're close. I think we. Hey, I think we. And when I say we, me and T Stew, because I'm T Stew's biggest fan. I think we're close. I think he, all he needs. I think all he needed was that podium and at Prim. He went from eighth to third with no front brake the whole race. So to me, that just tells me the heart is there. He's here to he's here to get back to Trevor Stewart. And I think he's got that Pervine's Yamaha kind of figured out now. So, sorry, when you're saying we're close, are we talking like mentality or are we talking? We're talking everything. We are close. Well, I don't know. I, I haven't seen you rip a bike like T. Stew. Oh. I, <laughs> I mean, hey, man. No, we're I, there. We're I, there. I, I've seen you. I've seen you on a podium uh, on Pro Two Fifty, but uh... no, that's not going to happen <laughs> for me. Um, why, no, hey, but I that's think why T. we had to. We had to. I, know, I, I, I don't know. I think T. Stew <laughs> is going to put something together this weekend. I wouldn't be surprised. Don't be surprised, folks. You know what? Damn, I didn't even think about this. I went to the SRA this last weekend to go watch Tyler. Mm-hmm. Bro. So, uh, Talon LaFontaine was there. Uh, Giacomo. You know, Dare. Uh, not Dare. Uh, Heft. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dalton. Dalton. Uh, there were some fast guys there. Dalton looked fucking good. But yeah, Doesn't he always? He, he, no, he looked good. But, fucking hey, dude. Justin Heft, okay? 
Second place start. Talon's kind of pulling away a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Lap one through four, he's pulling away. And then Hef throws out the fu- he throws out the fishing line, dude. And it, he hooked, he hooked Talon, and he started pulling him. He started pulling him in, reeling him in, just real, real, real. And then Talon made a mistake, and Hef goes to the front and just checked out. So. A real, real dark horse pick is Justin Justin Heft for the weekend. Justin Heft might get his first podium or his Crack. second. Five, five. No, I think he's going to get a second NGPC podium oh, here. Oh shit! Now you got five guys that you're saying are going to get a podium out here, man. I I know this is so hard for me to do. It's so hard because all these guys are so good and they're so fast. But See, here, I'm gonna I'm gonna just let's make a. Uh, I'm going to just do something different right here. Because, I mean, as much as you can say, like, oh. you know, this guy, this guy, this guy, they all deserve a podium, right? Sure. Deserve or can be on a podium, right? Sure. How about we, I'm going to go for, let's shot in the dark, sixth place. Who's going to be six pro? Dare D. Martel. You know, Factory okay, Beta. so Dare? He needs, he needs almost two more months until he's on the podium. I think that's just me. He's he's so talented, but I think he just needs just to figure it out just a little bit more. So my pick for this weekend, and I'm just gonna this six, the six. I'm gonna go with Tyler Lynn. I think Tyler's gonna. Well, he got fourth at Prim. I think he's picking it up. I don't necessarily see Taft as his track. But I think he, his speed and that bike is going to be coming together. Yeah. And if not, I mean, it's going to be a top five for him. He he, he can get hit five. Oh. Let's see where he ends up. Let me uh, let's watch him in Saturday. I'll, I'll be eyes on him on Saturday. Uh, see, and this is the problem with Saturday. Though. I know people... you know you know exactly how this is. You've but you done can it tell too. you can tell a lot off a rider how he looks on Saturday. You can tell how he looks. But his times are going to be about a minute faster on Sunday. Yeah, but the reflection, that's not the reflection I'm looking for. I'm looking for how he's setting up, how he looks, if he's comfortable or not. You can tell a lot just based off of how comfortable these guys look on Saturday. Dude, Zach Bell on Saturday, he looks great because he rides as hard as he's going to race for two laps and then he, you know, he, he sinks it in. I'm telling you. It's going to be close, bro. This this class is so stacked. It's so hard to pick. You know what I mean? We almost need to start a fantasy just so we can start picking people. Honestly, I think that would be a great idea. All right. Guy, hey, I'm putting, the, I'm putting the word out there. If anyone wants to help me get a fantasy league started for uh, NGPC, for pro, pro two, and pro woman, be my guest. I'm in. I'm all in. I will help. Whatever I got to do to help, I'll help because... This might be really cool for us to do, and you got to just pick these guys, no? Yeah, and you know what? I, I think uh, like throwing a f- few things in there would yeah. be fun. Like, hey, this weekend, Brandy Richards, will she crack top 20? Yep. Or is she going to just, you know, butt around? Like she says, yeah, i got to be comfortable. But, hey, she's smart. I think that's just what makes her so smart. I mean, there's a reason she's a multi-time champion fastest woman in the world kind of racer true and since we're on that subject let's just skip the pro twos and go back to them i don't know if anyone's going to touch brandy this year 
I mean, it, it's, no it's, disres- so hard. it's no disrespect to any of the women out there. No, not at all. Not at all. It's just Brandy is in a league of her so own. So fucking fast. She's in a league of her own. It it is honestly just wow. like when I mean when Tara was taking it over. When Tara was coming out and killing everyone. But yeah, let's kind of let's kind of speak on that because Tara's back racing. Lauren Woods on the Kilmartin Gas Gas is picked it up a lot. I'm not sure what happened there at Delano, but she's better than her result. And then Ava Silvestri, uh, she's young, and she has a lot of potential to be. Oh, she has amazing potential. And, and, and 16 years old right now? I think she's 16 or 17. And, man, she just, like, she, she, got, she rolls a second off. Right out of the gate, you know, she beats her teammate. She beat Tara. This weekend, like second, I want to see who's second through th- who's who's second and third this weekend. Uh, you know, is Caitlin back yet, or is she still hurt? Yeah, but she has an AC separation. Like that's pretty gnarly to to mm. to, to to like fight for t- an hour and a half. But she is racing. I think she is. Okay. Well, I mean, that, that skews things. That's why I got to ask. I guess. I, I, I still, I'm still going to go with Brandy, Tara, and, you know, if Katie's racing, I think Katie still gets third. Right. I, I, fi- I feel like she's only going to race if she feels like she can handle it. She right. She might be a, still a little bit out of. Caitlin. Uh, sorry, I'm used to her. What's her Insta handle? Katie Bugs, right? Yeah, Katie Bugs, yeah. So my apologies, Kate, uh, apologies, Caitlin. Uh, I, I feel like she's only going to be racing if she feels like she can handle it. I don't think she's going to have that full speed. Not yet. So I'm going to say one, two, three, Brandy, Tara, Caitlin. What about Lauren? Exactly. I mean, Lauren's Lauren's going to be right there. I I, I mean, third... I feel like for this race, third for me is going to be the hardest one to pick. All right. And, you know, hell, I mean, Ava put in a great effort at Delano. This is as this is as a similar course as it can be to Delano. All right. Well, but, hey, look, this class is going to only get a little bit bigger this weekend. I'm going to go Brandy, obviously, I think, unless she has a bad mechanical or something. But Brandy... I'm going to go Brandy, Tara, Ava, Lauren, Caitlin. And I think Caitlin's going to come back when she's ready to get back in the second and contest for the win. Because mm-hmm. Caitlin, Caitlin has the most, most experience, I think, besides Tara. But Caitlin just has a little bit more edge now, I think, and could maybe pressure Brandy a little bit. I guess that all it takes is pressure, right? That's all Colton's ever told me. It just takes a little bit of pressure. Well, I mean, how many how many racers have you ever seen just absolutely falter as soon as you're just right on their tail? Plenty. There's so many people that just maybe don't have that mentality. That's true. I guess that's true. Yeah, you're right. That's true. All right. Well, hey, let's uh, let's jump over the Pro Twos. I mean, it's kind of hard to go. And say that Mateo is not going to take it this weekend. But Jack Simpson, 
Dude, yeah, I mean, Jeff, what a wild, what a wild dark horse. Not, no. I, I mean, what do you mean? I mean, wild in the sense that uh-huh. we got an Aussie out here, like yeah. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Like Jack has been my pick. I mean, set, following this first round, I, I mean, he's pulled yeah. off what it's. Uh, he got a second at works, second at the first round of NGPC, and he's had a little bit of time off now. I think Mark's been Mark Samuels has just been dialing him in. SLR Honda's Mark Samuel. Uh, he is the owner over there at uh, SLR Honda. He runs that team. He's well experienced. He's brought Aussies over before. Well, Colton brought Stokey over, but then Mark and Stokey obviously had a relationship. But guess what, man? They get Jack over here. Jacko, dude's. He's wild. He's wild, but he's got to put a full season together. Okay. I mean, what better way to start a season or at two I seconds? Two two seconds, and I mean, tracks he's never raced before. This is just absolutely something that he can do. Yeah. If you're coming out, <clears throat> apologies. Uh, if you're coming out first round of NGPC on a stock 2021. Yeah. CR250? Yeah. I mean... By the way, he's racing the new bike this weekend. Jack Simpson, where's the books? Vegas, let's go. I think... So, I think he raced the new... I don't think he raced the new bike at Delano, but he raced the new bike at... uh, At Works. At Works, I think. Because I swear, when I went over there to go look at his bikes at Delano, he was riding with the two exhaust model. And that was the pre- previous year. Unless I was looking at Collier's bike, mm-hmm. I think it was his bike. I think he was right. But I think the new Honda's fast. Like, faster than the old one. So, I look for I look for Jack to be in... He was training with Cole this weekend in Arizona on a hard pack dry slick crap track. Well, there you go, man. Uh, you're you're solidifying my bet more and more on Jack. So, if Jack gets a good start, uh Jack does exactly what he did this last time, he's going to fight I think for the win. And I it might not come here. It might come at Glen Helen, but I look for Mateo to be the top runner. Jack in second. But, uh, dude, freaking Kai Alelo, Alelo, he was like sixth overall this weekend at SRA GP for like half the race. He was in the mix with the 450s, bro. And he was shredding. So I look forward to see him again. I think we're going to see it kind of exactly what we saw at delano as the podium guys but guys like mason ottisberg will be up in there you know him getting that bike worked out i saw some videos of him getting the bike worked out he looks really good on that dc yamaha he looks really good so so my i mean i'm still going jack yeah Uh, obviously you know i'm gonna i'm actually gonna shake it up at two i am gonna go Oh, I am going with JP. I think J- yeah, JP's good. I think too. JP goes second, and uh, for third. Yeah, 
You know, I I, I think Mateo, but you're right. I yeah. also believe that fourth place is gonna be a little uh, Thomas Dunn. So, I kind of want to reiterate what I was saying here because I might have might have misinterpreted what what uh, was said, or I don't want people to misinterpret what was said. Um, you gotta. I gotta rethink this because you gotta pick experience over. Uh, how do you say this? You gotta pick ex- guys that have done this, been here a few times, right? They know how to race this. So JP has won here before. I'm pretty sure he's won a Pro Two race on the PC Cowie the first year, I think. Um, I look forward to seeing how he does because I watched him at SRA on Sunday and he. He kind of rode okay, but during the week, I saw him on Thursday at Glen Helen, and he looked really fast and really comfortable on, on his bike. And I know he has Robbie Bell helping him out a little bit, getting the setup, you know, because Robbie was doing laps with him. So I look forward to seeing him in the mix, maybe with a better start this weekend than the last. But uh, even uh, – oh, I was looking over here at the names – uh, Thomas Dunn, yeah, he did pull that third off a few weeks ago. At works prim. At works prim, and he rode pretty good. Um, he needs to do better now, cause okay, this is the way I look at it, and and he can he can be upset with me if all he wants. I, I this is just, this is just pure honesty. I works. There was nine pro two guys that finished out of ten. Okay. There was nine guys. Mm-hmm. At NGPC, I think there was, what, 20 or 18 Pro 2 guys? 22. 22. Notice the difference? I But, you know, Works does grab a different kind of crowd. Obviously, NGPC is growing, but, I mean, some of the guys that he beat were beating no. him at, at Delano. No, no okay. I, I guess you're not understanding what I'm saying. If he doesn't get a good start, he has to go through that many more people is what I'm saying. Okay. There's more people on the track. So he needs to get a good start in order to stay up there. You know what I mean? Dude, if there's 19 guys deep and you're 18th in the Pro 2 class, you're not getting anything better than 5th. That's honesty. Mateo, Jack, and Kai, they had a huge gap. Huge gap on the rest of the field. You know, and JP JP was the closest one who was hard charging the last few laps. That's what I'm saying. And I'm not discrediting Thomas at all. Th- Thomas is an amazing guy. We have good chats all the time. So, Thomas needs to get a good start. And I think a little bit, a little bit in the past, it's kind of, it's kind of tampered him a little bit with not getting good starts. He needs to get a good start. So, you know what? To speak on that point, actually, yeah. just to just kind of back up what my brother's saying. So, Thomas at Delano, for instance, came through his first lap in 23rd overall. Right. He actually fell back a few spots. Maybe he laid it down right. a couple times, but he fell back uh, to 25th. And then, then he just slowly but surely worked his way up to 20th before he settled. Right. And that's where he finished. Right. So, that is a good point. You know, maybe this is what a lot of lot of racers do, and this is right. what a lot of young guys do. 
Right. I have seen this plenty of times throughout my life in racing. There's a lot of fast kids out there right. that just settle. They settle. Yeah, and exactly. Every time, I, every time I see it, it's one of the hardest things to correct because in their minds, they think they're going fast enough. But in reality... They're losing time. They're losing time because... They're not in the lead group. That's what I'm, That's kind of where I'm at right now with that. He needs to get a good start to be in that lead group. He can do it. He knows he can do it. That's the mm-hmm. thing. He, that podium is going to make that strength come out of him that he didn't think he had before. You know, I think the only way of it actually coming out is going out there and fucking doing it. I mean, you got to, you literally got to go out and pass these guys. Yes. And prove to yourself. Yes. Because that's all it is. It's not, it's not other people. Everyone can tell you like, dude, you're fast. You're fast. Why are you so slow? Right. Everyone can tell you that. But once you settle that into your mind that, you know what? I can do this. Yeah. I can push past these guys. I can absolutely work my way back up. Right. That's when it hits you like, holy shit. Like, I can do this. This is, yeah, I can do this. I can push. I can be this top guy. Sure. I, I, I The best example I can give personally, personal example, I can't really, there's not a lot of examples that I can really think about at the moment, but personal example I can give is, I kind of was in his position at one point. I'm, oh God, don't even start. I, I was, I, I was in his position <laughs> at one point and he, you know, he has the same mentor that I do. And that same mentor was feeding me the same information that he is getting right now. You know? So to kind of talk on this, Nick for the longest time, if you don't know this, so Nick was always a pretty fast kid, especially out in the desert. And there'd be times that he just comes in and we're all sitting there like, how the hell are you behind this guy right now? You right. got you to gotta move. And then, oh, God, you would come in pissed at us. Like, you, <laughs> you went in, like, you're sitting there, I did my fucking best. And it's like, no, you didn't. Yeah. We know you could do better. And, well, and that, that, was a, that was a hard battle with you. Yeah. I'm just it, glad that Colton shaped your ass up instead of one of us. Nah, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, it wasn't. It's not the shaping. It's just like actually doing, right? And that's what Thomas is trying to accomplish right now is actually the doing part. And I think he can do it 100%. He just needs to keep this ball rolling. And he has the mentor to help him keep the ball rolling. So, God, we just talked about Thomas for about five minutes. We haven't talked about anybody else. Hey, uh, Thomas. So, Thomas, uh, I expect a, a nice back rub this weekend. <laughs> I know. It just... I mean, maybe not. He, he might flip you off. It was yeah. a little bit of both. But, hey, if you want to give me a back rub, I, I was the one that said you're going to be a top five guy this weekend. Right. You know where to find me. All right. Well, he is going to be a top <laughs> five guy. He's going to be a podium guy the rest of the year. So, I mean, if we're going to keep going on these uh, 250 guys, yeah. I think another guy when we were talking about experience. Yeah. Oh, I mean, God. Don't it, say Justin Seeds. <laughs> Hey, the Christian Craig, or sorry, the Vince Freezy of uh, the no, 250. No, no, Christian Craig. <laughs> the Christian Craig. The Christian right. Craig. Yeah, the he's got the blonde. He's not taking anyone out. Yeah, he's not He's not a dick like Vince Freeze. That guy needs to go somewhere else. Oh, shit. No, uh, no uh, the definite Christian Craig of the series is Justin Seeds in the 250 class. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's probably going to land on a podium one of these days. 
Oh, God, Justin. <laughs> Did you hear this? Okay, get this shit. I, so at the works race, I hear what's going on. Mm-hmm. The guy, the homie pulled off out in the middle of the course because he was tired. And Stover was telling me that he was like, dude, third was right there. And he just pulled off. And then, and then, and then he just keeps going. And I'm like, what <laughs> in the world? What is this guy doing? Stover is probably sitting there like, holy shit, Justin Seeds rides like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another thing, dude. Okay. There's, he was dead last off the start and he worked his way up the fourth, which is cool. Good for him. So, yeah, look for Justin to be up there. I mean, listen, Justin's been in racing in the 450 class for so long and now he's racing the 250 class to have fun. And I think that's really cool. I think it's fun. But I just really hope that he doesn't overshine on like, the kids that are actually trying their asses off to be there. I mean, it, it does. It shouldn't matter to a lot of people. Like this it, is. It's not. It's all about fun, right? And and this is what it was pissing me off right now. Literally with Christian Craig. Yeah. You see all these people just bagging like, on. Them. Oh my god, go to the four fifties. It's like no, dude. Christian didn't have a choice. It was either, hey, we'll sign you this two fifty deal, or that's it. But I mean, for Justin, it's. You know what? I'm gonna go to the 250 class. I'm gonna have some fucking fun. I'm gonna have fun. I'm gonna enjoy it, and I think that's awesome. The thing with the Craig thing, though, is like, okay, Jeremy Martin has put it the best. Has put it the best. He literally has said, "Why am I going to move up if I can make 200,000 plus a year in the 250 class? Where if I go to 450, I'm not gonna make any, anywhere close to that." Exactly. And and Craig's probably making. He's got to be making like eighty thousand, close to eighty grand a win right now. What What makes me laugh is that all these people are shit talking on Craig. Yeah, dude, Jeremy Martin's thirty years old too, man. He's twenty eight, I think. Or twenty? No, he's twenty nine. I know he's twenty nine at least. I think he's twenty eight, dude. Twenty? Mayor, you want to put some money? No, no, because you have to think he's been racing since he's seventeen. I guess it's been ten years though. Yeah, you might be right. I'm pretty sure he. I mean, hey, he, we're I, getting off topic. We're talking about motocross. We. This is one thing we don't want to talk about. We're talking about off road. All right, all right. By the way, I was right. Let's Born wrap. In 1992. This. We'll be 30 this year. Okay. Fuck you. Let's wrap <laughs> this thing up. Uh, all right. So yeah, everyone, look forward to the Dirt Diggers this weekend. Um, we'll be back here in the studio on Monday talking over the race review. Uh, again. Uh, who are you gonna be looking for in the amateur class for our Baja Bound Spotlight? You know, I have a few guys in mind that I'm going to be looking at this weekend. Right. But currently, the one that is my absolute standout, I mean, it, it's going to be Dallas. Dallas Serpa. Dallas Serpa, right on. He's technically an amateur, but if not... He's an expert, but... Well... Amateur spotlight, yes. Amateur spotlight. Yeah. But if not... I'm going to be looking within the 125C class. Ooh. I've already talked about this class. I think it's one of the most interesting classes out there. 35 kids. I will be sitting there on the start line, and I'm going to be going. I mean, if you guys come or see me, say hello. I, it's just, You guys, I think right now, are one of the most interesting classes in this series, and this is what the stepping ground is. I have to agree with that. I do have to agree with that. It's grassroots, baby. If you can get through that class with that many people, like 
Yep. You you you've got a good path going. Yep. I agree with that 100%. Um hey guys, uh if you're going to Baja, remember you got to have you got to have insurance. Your insurance here does not cover you down there. Uh you make sure you go to bajabound.com. Type in your quote, you'll get a quote next day. Type in your car, you'll get a quote next day. Um, Baja Bound, your one-stop shop for Baja Insurance, baby. Uh, the guys over there, Jeff and Jeff Hill, awesome guys, awesome guys. They sponsor the sport. They're big supporters of us. You got to thank them a lot. So, uh, all right, Troy. Well, let's go racing, huh? Yeah, you know me, unclassified hero. Unclassified hero. All right, guys. Thanks again for tuning in to West Coast Pod. We'll see you guys out there this weekend. Uh, Hey, if you guys see me out there and uh, we're at the end of the race and I'm stop, I'm walking by, stop me. I, I love to get racer interviews. I want to talk to you guys. I want to hear about your race. And we do a little podcast. It's the pre, it's the uh, basically the post-race interview podcast. Um, we post it up your post-race interviews and we, you know, we make fun with it. And, and, and we get to hear about your race and your introspective on the weekend. So... We'll see you guys this weekend. Uh, I'm Nick. And I guess I'm Troy. And he's a boneyard. All right, guys. We'll see you soon. Jack's in. All right.